0: Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada.
1: She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. We can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salute
0: to the perfect day. Corona, la vida mas fina. Get your Corona at corona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra
1: Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back to Get Fit Guy. I'm Kevin Don. And this week, I'm going to have a rant about holistic fitness. So I've been a coach for a long time now, over two decades, in fact. And in that time, I've been able to see many trends come and go. I've also been able to see many real rotating through the various trends. I guess that's what brought this to my attention this week. I watched a video on Instagram which was totally out there about urine therapy. As you can probably tell, this is going to get a bit gross. In the video, she drank her own urine, used her own urine in a neti pot to wash her sinuses out, sprayed her face with her own urine as a skin hydrator, used her own urine as a mouthwash, added her own urine to soups, washed her hair with her own urine, and finally used her pee as sunscreen. The most alarming thing to me about the account was it was being followed by and interacted with by no less than 15 coaches I know, some of whom are already making posts about this kind of ancestral living stuff. So where do these ideas come from? And in the interest of me being impartial, are there any benefits? Should I be swapping out my morning lemon water for a glass of the golden stuff. Let's take a look. So throughout history, humans have been using natural substances for various roles in daily life. And one of those does happen to be urine. It's been used to dye clothes, as a cleaning agent, to whiten teeth. And due to its high ammonia content and nitrogen content, it's really valued as a fertilizer. In fact, the Romans even planned to tax it. Such were the varied uses and importance of in daily Roman culture. However, the health claims that I've found by modern day holistic health practitioners are based on the argument that urine must be good for you because it's the first thing you drink in the womb. According to one account, urine is a magic potion which has been given to you from the beginning. It's a life-sustaining fluid that helps you develop in the womb. You can thrive on urine. It will cleanse, nourish, replenish, strengthen, and immortalize. So first things first, do we really drink urine in the womb? And the answer to that is yes, we do. A fetus will start to urinate in the amniotic sac from eight weeks old, and about two weeks later, a layer of cells that blocks their mouth's ruptures, allowing it to swallow. By 20 weeks, almost all of the amniotic fluid is made up of urine, but arguing that one thing equals another is a logical fallacy called false equivalency. Saying we should drink urine because babies do is essentially saying the same thing like we shouldn't drink dairy because other adult mammals don't. This is just bias and selective thinking. So what about other claims that urine can treat cancer, acne, infertility, and regenerate your organs? Well, these are the exact same claims I read for a whole host of other holistic practices, such as Campbell, where you burn yourself and smear the wound with the poisonous secretions of the Cambo frog. Reading through multiple about me pages on urine practitioners' websites, remarkably, they all have something in common. That is, they've all had a health problem, that they refused to take medical advice for, and instead used urine therapy, hallucinogenics, or some other unproven intervention. They then used this n equals one sample size, which of course is statistically irrelevant, to say, well, I had a problem and I fixed it, so now I'm qualified to fix everyone else. Unfortunately, since we don't actually have any evidence that the pseudoscientific intervention actually did cure the problem and that it didn't go away by another mechanism, it's highly irresponsible to say that cancer patients don't need to have chemotherapy because peeing on your cornflakes will be better in terms of outcome. Experience is not a qualification. Going to the dentist every year doesn't make me any more able to look at and diagnose oral conditions than it does anything else I'm not qualified to talk about. But what really gets my gander up about these holistic practitioners is that they preface long posts about medical conditions where they're trying to sell you detox or reset plans to help your medical conditions by saying this isn't medical advice. I'm sorry, what? Much like urine, that doesn't pass the sniff test.
0: You don't have to hide how you feel.
1: So, since what is said without evidence can be dismissed without evidence, I would urge anyone considering drinking their own pee to reset their organs or give themselves immortal life to have a rethink about fact versus fiction. Drinking urine undermines your body's own filtration systems, Urine does indeed contain waste products, and if you continually re-ingest these, your kidneys will have to work incredibly hard to keep balance. You can damage your kidneys and disturb your electrolyte balances. Whilst it's generally considered sterile, urine can introduce unwanted pathogens and bacteria to your gut. In an absolute emergency, it may indeed be your safest source of water, but if you haven't been dropped off in the middle of the Kalahari Desert, I'd wager that you have better hydration choices at home. There are no benefits at all to this practice. Before I go, I just thought I'd share an email I received a couple of weeks back to which I've already replied via email, but I thought everyone could benefit from the answer. Hi coach, I have a question about the proper form for a push-up or bench press, specifically the range of motion. I'm six foot four and have long arms. Should my bench press lower the bar all the way to my chest or only to where my upper arms are parallel to my body. My concern is that lowering the bar to my chest or in a push-up putting my chest all the way on the ground extends my elbows well behind my back, rotates my shoulders quite forward. I'm also 60 and have had rotator surgery uh, in the past. Please specify if your answer applies to every tall person or just to a situation similar to mine. Thank you, James. Hi James. Thanks for writing in. I can empathize with the rotator cuff. I tore mine real bad at judo and I have to tell you that because of the internal rotation of the shoulder, I do not train the barbell bench press anymore. To encourage the correct setting of the scapula and to focus on keeping my shoulder where I want, I only single arm bench press with dumbbells, kettlebells or the cable machine and I also perform these with a very slow tempo making sure I'm in control of my position and I have the time under tension to develop a great motor pattern. So I would say that's something to reflect on. Do you need to be benching with a barbell? Anything that we're doing which causes us discomfort, pain or pulls us out of shape might be better avoided unless being in that position is absolutely critical to a specified outcome. If you have bad shoulders and are a gymnast, then loading the shoulders is critical to the outcome of the sport, so we can't really avoid it. But if the goal is longevity, we need to look into preserving the range of motion and the pattern with a different stimulus or implement. I do think that horizontal pushing is important, but I don't think that it needs to be done with a barbell or even with a bench press. In terms of position, we want to develop strength through the largest range of motion around the point of rotation. So that would typically be with deep elbows but you may be able to keep a more favorable position with vertical forearms in a dumbbell or kettlebell press. My answer here won't apply to every tall person, but probably every person with rotator cuff issues. I'd say a larger range of motion with a lighter load will be more favorable for health and longevity outcomes than a reduced range of motion with a larger load. If you have any questions about better ways to hydrate than drinking your own pee, have a training question, looking for individual training program design or just want to say hi, head over to the Get Fit Guy Facebook page or send me an email at getfitguy@quickanddirtytips.com. At Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Adam Cecil, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchings, and Davina Tomlin. You can leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104 or send me an email, getfitguy@quickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, Visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app.